thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast for August 12, 2020. Your lone host this week, myself, Lee, also known as Big Fat Liar. Yes, I promised we would be continuing with the Red Redemption, Red Redemption, Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, conversation, but uh, what I will describe as an emergency holiday in that I needed to take the rest of this week off as no other week was open other than the other one I had booked off. Uh, me and Reed have parted ways uh, for the week, and then Reed is away next week. So it might be me on my lonesome again, but after that, we're going to bang out that game uh, conversation. So apologies for that. Uh, if you want to skip this episode, by all means, uh, falsely advertised, uh, just like WWE Raw, uh, you know, do what you got to do. But we're going to talk about uh, kind of what I've been playing, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, wrap that up. Wrapped it up into a nice little package, a platinum package uh have completely already uninstalled that game from my hard drive got the platinum earlier today and I'm, I'm walking i'm walking down the road away from it what a fantastic game that was so i'll talk a little bit more about that closer to the end of the show uh so i can get into some light spoilers obviously reed i hope is going to push through to the end of that game as well and we can discuss it together um in the meantime what else is uh what's on the menu now uh for myself that 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 game's out of the way well uh i have yakuza kiwami that's number one. I am in the last, it has to be last hour and a half of that game and just stop playing it at some point to uh, to play other games like Final Fantasy Remake, which I am just about to climb the wall uh, and, and kind of go towards the finale of that game. I'm to understand I have some pretty, a couple large dungeons in front of me still, uh, but that game's also uh, primed to be wrapped up. I've been playing some Pokemon Sword, as I've mentioned, uh, which is more sp spurred on by uh, my, my Pokemon Home obsession of trying to collect them all. Uh, using the community of Pokemon Home and completing that Pokedex and the thousands of Pokemon I've collected over the years. Uh, so that's kind of fun. I'm near the end of Pokemon Sword. Like, I'm near the end of the story, as it were. Uh, I have one badge left and then the Pokemon League. And then I, I am highly curious about the expansion content, uh, even though, the, like, the story stuff and, and what have you in Pokemon Sword feels so going through the motions like in so many ways uh they they expanded on that game the visuals and the storytelling and the scope of it uh but in other ways uh it, it has never felt more rote more uh confined by the the structure of a pokemon game it's it's maybe my least favorite generation in that regard but the pokemon battling is great i like the weird alternate universe uh, where I take Pokemon that I maybe caught in Gen 4 or Gen 5, I've bumped them into Pokemon Sword, and they have moves that I recognize. They have moves like Hidden Power uh, that are real moves, uh, but because Pokemon Sword has discontinued those moves, it just says, this move does nothing. We we suggest you erase it as quickly as possible. Uh, my cats are getting into a wrestling match here in front of me. It's fairly exciting. Hey, hey, it's, it's podcast time. It's not wrestling time. That's That's for the weekend, wrestling time. Uh, lots of news this week, lots of delays this week, some weird stuff. Things are getting weird here as we get to the end of August. We get closer to Madden, which is, of course, the herald of the new release season. Uh, UFC 4 is out this Friday. Read an MMA fan, doesn't appear to be a fan of MMA video games, uh, so I don't know that we will get a hot take from him on that. Uh, they released that Fast and Furious Crossroads game that they mentioned at the Jeff Keighley Awards. Uh, where uh, Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel came out and, and she's like, yeah, Mario Kart, I love Mario Kart, uh, which is the same reaction you get from uh, if w I, I work in video games. So when I bring up what I do uh, to a stranger and their relation point is, is just Super Nintendo and, and Super Mario Kart, 
uh, often I, I will hear them be like, oh yeah, I love Mario Kart, Super Nintendo, yeah, yeah, great, and just start like, Super Mario World, yeah, like it's something that, yeah, Super Mario World, the greatest game of all time, I, I know what it is, yes, you enjoyed it too, yes, a lot of us did. Uh, Alright, so, we'll talk about Ghost of Tsushima at the end, uh, get into some light spoilers, but in the meantime, let's talk about some news. What do we have lined up this week? Of course, Red Dead Rede uh, Redemption Online, or Red Dead Online. I don't know what the the proper term for it is. Uh, people were uh, parading around as clowns uh, in that game to protest the fact that they hadn't had a proper update in months. Uh, since then, they na added the naturalist uh, uh, thing in the update. Uh, another another thing you could take on, like Bounty Hunter or Co Collector or whatever the other ones were. I, I unlocked all those, I think. Uh, my buddy Trevin led me to the cryptic how to unlock these things and get get down the road with them apparently though that update uh also pushed and uh it made a lot of issues uh no animals are spawning uh npcs are missing glitches horses wiggling around in the sky uh you can't shoot bald men in their underwear running up to you and murdering you and you can't defend yourself uh this is kind of unacceptable and it was a, a good uh, half a day or more before Rockstar kind of said, yeah, there's there's problems. Some people are, are having real fucked up issues. Uh, PS4 connection issues were just like, you used to get this on uh, GTA Online, especially on GTA 4 when things would uh, would mess up. Uh, GTA 5 still has this happen. Like I, When I play with my buddy, uh, even if we're landing, even if we're in the same damn room, uh, there will be there will be packets lost or uh, he'll be driving a helicopter that I'm in and on my screen he goes careening into a cliff uh, and, and on his, uh, you know, I'm screaming and he's like, what's going on? Uh, that kind of stuff's really weird, especially in a game that makes as much money as this. And what I mean by that is w when things can glitch, it's a lot, it's a lot of cosmetics. It's a lot of things you buy. You can't necessarily lose something. I guess you can have money on you and lose it to another player. I don't know. I, I spoof the server, so I never have to play with randoms, uh, in public when I play these games. Um, so, so I don't know actually what the score is there, but anything where you can trade real life money when it's not sound, when it's wiggly like this, a wet sandwich of an online experience, I always get very, hmm, come on, let's let's tighten it up, let's test those patches a little more. Obviously, this one, uh, once it hit Polygon that your game was being made fun of, maybe, maybe you pushed this update a little too early, you didn't play test it properly. Uh, but I watched some YouTube videos about this Red Dead Online, uh, these glitches and stuff, and, and there is some wild shit going on in Red Dead Online. So if that's your thing... Uh, you know, that attracts a whole different crowd. That's that's when I will log in to Red Dead Online when, oh, it's broken as shit. You, you Horses are wiggling around, bald men. I'm like, oh, sign me up. That sounds cool. Uh, all right. Vampire, The Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, Vampire Bloodlines. Uh, what is the name of that original game? Uh, Vampire, The Masquerade, Bloodlines, uh, I guess it was, uh, is a cult classic kind of from the, let's say... Uh, Deus Ex era of uh, PC RPGs uh, that's deep, excellent, uh, something people just kind of want a modern update to. Here we are 16 years later, and we're going to have to wait another few months. Uh, as Hardsuit Labs, the developer, has announced this previous Tuesday, uh, that due to the quality bar and ambitions we have set for ourselves, we have made a difficult decision, and we need more time. Uh, hey, as uh, Miyamoto said, a... Uh, a bad game is always bad, or something like that. A, uh, a delayed game will eventually be good. Uh, so, you know, take your time. And on the back of that, on the same day, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Microsoft announced, and uh, 343 Studios announced, that, that Halo Infinite has been delayed into 2021. No date given. Uh, and then, kind of on the side of that, announced that the Xbox Series X 
will be coming in the first two weeks of November, sans Halo, no Halo Infinite, and it makes a really weird case for why anyone would want to buy the new Xbox on release other than the... the, So, the idea right now is that we're going to have the Xbox One S, at least for a little while. The X's have been discontinued. Uh, whatever's out there for X's w- will be sold off, but they're not making any more of those. They have the S. Some of the S models are still in production, can still be bought. They're going to have the Series X, which is their premier, let's call it $600 console, the thing that looks like a little mini fridge. Uh, and then something else will be announced in the middle of those two. So probably something that's compatible with the new uh, Series X, Series S, the new Xbox games, as it were. Uh but uh, won't be as powerful as the X and will be a step up from the one. So eventually those would be the only two in the market. And then there'll probably be a digital variant and a, a, a discless variant, as you, as it were, uh, between, you know, in the mix there as well. Uh, people are thinking that the Xbox Series X has two versions, just like the PS5 has. Um, but uh, Microsoft's basically reiterating here, hey, thousands of games uh, that, that across uh, four generations are playable on this thing. And that's great, uh, but for it, in terms of early adoption of the console, uh, without Halo there, and the, and the messaging too is like, hey, update, upgrade when you want. Uh, times are tough, you know. Don't buy this thing. Is is basically what Microsoft's telling you. In uh, in that Halo will be an Xbox One game, presumably still. It'd be weird to go back on that promise at this point, whatever promise that was. Uh, that it'll be released on Xbox One, and if you do buy a Series X, there will be that smart handoff where it just gives you the better version of Halo. But now delaying it into 2021, uh, telling people to hold on to their Xbox Ones, at what point does the focus become the Series X? Uh, And say what you want about Sony, they draw very, very strong lines in the sand when it comes to generations. Uh, I was just on a conference call with some some third party uh, or second party, let's say, accessories and how they're kept in the dark uh, on stuff like that. Or they submit something and it's like, hey, this could work for PS4 and PS5 controllers with this little doohickey. And they're like, no, PS4 is separate. Those controllers will work for PS games on the PS5. Other than that, uh, you do have to buy the new accessories. They're clear, cut, boom. Uh, I I don't know what that means for the further backwards compatibility of the PS5. Of course, we're all hoping for PS3. uh, You know, two and one would be nice, but PS3 with that that online uh, network letting us access that server and download something on the PS5 is really what I want. I have hundreds of uh, PlayStation Network and Xbox arcade games, which, again, on Xbox, I can access them. As they became backwards compatible, they would just show up in my console. Hey, download this. This is available now. Uh, Geometry Wars 2, yeah, we got that. Remember that game? That game's great. Uh, and that's what the Xbox is offering, but there is no drive uh, to buy the Xbox Series X. Like, I, I can find pros for any console to buy it at launch. Uh, most of them don't extend past fanboyism, and you just want to see see how pretty it is now. Uh, and this generation doesn't seem like it's it's going to be a softer handoff. Like, there there will not be the big console leap anymore. I was thinking the other day of, of like PS2 to PS3 games. Uh, and, and how crazy that was, but but truly, I still stand by the 32-bit, like, your PS1 era stuff into the PS2 era. Like, stepping from Metal Gear Solid 1, let's say, to Metal Gear Solid 2 is the biggest leap in graphics. Uh, arguably even more so than, like, 16-bit to 32-bit at the time. Uh, the 32-bit was, like, the stepping stone. It's like, uh, look how garbage this is, but it's 3D, and then we just kind of sculpted and, and smoothed out that 3D. Um, it, you know, uh, it's... It, why buy an Xbox Series X? I can't tell you. Uh, which makes this cat and mouse cold war of who's going to announce their their 
console price first. Very perplexing. Sony should really just uh, go with that big dick energy, say what the fucking price is, and Xbox be damned, they're in the lead. They're the lead console between the two this generation. Sony always manages uh, to, to fumble going... Like, they, they kind of are... It's a horse race, really. Uh, but, but coming off the strength of the PS4, especially if all those games are going to be compatible, Sony, just announce the price. Announce the date. Uh, kick Xbox while they're down. Have them on their heels to now have to be like, oh, well, uh, the Xbox Series X will be on this exact date at this exact price. And hey, it's $100 less... Uh, then the PlayStation 4, let's say, if they're if the PlayStation 5, sorry, is five hundred is six hundred dollars, and the Xbox Series X is five hundred dollars. Okay, great, but the, the what if I have an Xbox One X? What is my drive to buy the Series X at that time? There's no killer app. There's no exclusive game coming out, and the same can really be said about the PS5. Uh, let's be honest here. They have a Spider-Man Miles Morales thing announced. They don't have a lot else in their their launch window announced, and. Let's be honest, you can look on Wikipedia and see the history of launch games for certain consoles. Uh, ones that, you know, at one time, like when you look at the 360 launch or the PS2 launch stuff, it was weak at the time, but you look back on it now and you're like, if I'm buying this day one and, and there's there's two games in here in the mix, if I was buying a 360, this would be great. I adopted the 360 late, so my first two games for the 360 were, were Oblivion and Dead Rising, which are a great one-two punch uh, for that early console generation. Uh, and and man, I don't know. Uh, this this uh, just completely blindsided by this news that they would uh, delay Halo. Like, good on them for delaying Halo, but what it means for their console launch and what it means for the messaging around it. Uh, like, Halo was kind of the guinea pig. Halo was going to be like, okay, here's potentially the biggest game exclusive we've had in years. Uh, it's Halo. Halo's back, baby. Uh, and we're going to use Halo to explain how this this smart handoff works how people can buy it on the xbox one and move to the series x and without halo there uh as as the mascot essentially it becomes uh, much more complicated in my opinion blase ball blaze ball whatever you want to call it a text-based bla baseball simulator web-based developer the game band uh posted uh on their homepage that they are going to uh, take a little bit of a break. Uh, their servers were just pounded. People love this. It's basically a clicker. You kind of sit there and have have funds to to bid on things and whatnot. Uh, I've just kind of lurked on it here or there, uh, meaning to get more into it. But I guess I missed my chance. Anyways, uh, if you're into text-based silly sports and uh, fake stuff and uh, green tech stories, as it were, uh, Blase Ball is for you. That's all I got to say about that. And that's just B-L-A-S-E-B-A-L-L. Uh, and I'm sure you can hit up YouTube or some Twitch archives to see some of the action, as it were. Uh, so if you managed to buy the right burrito uh, in the last week, you may have received a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 demo. Apparently 2,000 burritos. Where was this from? Was this taught? Was it Chipotle? Chipotle launches the Tony Hawk burrito. <laughs> offers access to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 warehouse demo. Uh, I hope Tony Hawk got himself a Tony Hawk burrito. That makes me smile, uh, especially when you, if you ever read his social media, where it's just him recounting stories of people recognizing him as Tony Hawk, but not actually calling him out for being Tony Hawk. Hey, you look like that pro skater, or hey, you look like Tony Hawk, and he just shares these stories uh, for for years now. Uh, something like two thousand burritos or so, uh, whatever. I don't know if it was like so many per location. The, Tony Hawk's doing a doing a nose grab here that has the the burrito it's a it's a chicken burrito brown rice black beans hot salsa cheese and guac anyway people 
are liking that demo. Uh, and that's good to hear, because that last one, uh, the HD... Uh, the last time they did this, basically, on uh, Xbox Live uh, and, and PSN, people were were not so... They didn't quite get it right. It was... The, they hit the nostalgia. The music was there. The levels were there. It looked a little nicer. Uh, but if this one knocks it out of the park, I'm, I'm very much looking forward. This is out in like a month. Uh, so that's that's exciting. Plays old Tony Hawk, uh, who still got it, baby. Uh, hey, you like lockpicking uh, minigames? Or are they just kind of there? It's just kind of a... You know... Uh, I like when they, they are mixed up game to game, although the prowess uh, attained in one game, uh, you know, Fallout, for example, the lockpicking minigame and the hacking minigames in those games are just the same across every Bethesda game. They've never changed it to the point where people just have databases uh, for the computer hacking minigame where you just type in some of the words you see and it's actually able to, via algorithm, tell you what the correct answer is. Uh, so that kind of sucks, but... Uh, if you do like the world of video game unlocking uh, mechanics, the Museum of Mechanics lockpicking uh, is for you. Anyone can download and play this thing. Google it. Basically, uh, just has a bunch of the lockpicking minigames from a bunch of different games, and you can uh, mess around with it. Kind of a cool thing. I don't know. The history of lockpicking. I would like to see, like, a, a, you know, a proper expansive history on any game mechanic. That's kind of fun. The who, who did it first? Uh, there's a lot of, of cliches, a lot of, like, uh, listen mode. That was something that I, like, is Last of Us 1 claim listen mode? The, it's really just detective mode when Arkham Asylum was out first. Uh, did a game before that have it? I'm sure it did. Sly Cooper had some kind of listen mechanic, didn't it? Fascinating. Or maybe not. Last of Us 2. That's right. I'm talking about it. Massive update. Uh, 1.05 gives you a grounded difficulty, more difficult game, and a permadeath mode. That all sounds awful. Uh, that, uh, man, the the problem with that game is not the gameplay, uh, and I'm not saying there's anything they could do to, uh, to change what is the problem in that game, but man, uh, could you imagine playing through that game, playing that game for, light spoilers, uh, playing that game for, let's say, 5, 6, you know, 10 hours... And you get to the part where, you, where you're Abby, and you have to run to the marina, uh, which is really just a jaunt. It's just like, hey, a very dangerous jaunt through the city, and that's where you die. Like, it, like it doesn't matter. It's not a choose-your-own-adventure when you permadeath die. It doesn't, like, serve you up an ending at that point. You just lose your time. Uh, <laughs> man, permadeath and, like, RPGs and stuff. Like, I'll always play classic mode in, in Fire Emblem. I will live with my mistakes in that. But to just lose your time like that just is just awful. Like, if there's a permadeath mode where it's like, you survive the act without dying or something like that, sure. But, man. Wow. Street Fighter producer, Yoshinori Ono, quits Capcom. This kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I guess, to, to us, not to not to him. Has resigned from the company and will leave Capcom this summer, he announced on Sunday. In a message on Twitter, Ono addressed criticism of uh, this year's Capcom Pro Tour tournament structure. The format moved uh, entirely online due to the coronavirus pandemic and revealed his impending departure. I've been with Street Fighter brand for a long time, experiencing good times, bad times, and even non-existent times, Ono said. My heart is filled with appreciation to those players who've been giving warm and kind support on the brand, especially little uh, over the last uh, past decade or so, as all uh, the activities of Street Fighter brand uh, rained sunshine and grew its liveliness. And now, after serving almost 30 years at Capcom, I am leaving the company in the summer. This means I will resign my position as the brand manager uh, for Capcom's various titles, including Street Fighter. 
Ono joined Capcom in the early 90s and worked as a sound producer on the Street Fighter series. He's likely best known as the producer of Street Fighter 4, which revived the brand after nearly a decade-long hiatus. Ono served as executive producer on the variety of Capcom franchises, including Monster Hunter and Darkstalkers, and oversaw Dead Rising Studio Capcom Vancouver as director. Yeah, so uh, Rip. Uh, he was a huge cheerleader uh, for, for Street Fighter, and like the, the revival of Street Fighter 4 cannot be denied how huge that game was uh, to the fighting game community. Uh, uh, apparently, there's there's some... Uh, like, there's some scuttlebutt that he, he disagreed with the structure of Street Fighter uh, 5 and how they continued to push DLC, and uh, they're rumored to be working on a, a follow-up in Street Fighter 6, and there, there may have been some some, you know... It may have been going in a completely different direction at that point. He just video games are kind of like wrestling. At a certain point, your uh, your Hulk Hogan's, your your Macho Man Randy Savages leave the WWE. They go to WCW, uh, and they live their twilight there. That you get your Ric Flair on Impact years. Uh, you just do. And uh, all the best to him. I don't know if he's retiring from video games for good or he's he's got some plans. But uh, always a very nice man. Always loved his community, and uh, always a smiling face. So, miss ya. All right. Uh, so let's quickly talk about Ghost of Tsushima and how it wraps up before I wrap up this podcast. Uh, so, Act Three is a bit shorter uh, than the other two acts. By Act Two is the longest act. It is uh, Act One and then some. And at that point of the game, uh, you might feel a little burnt out in that it is a a showdown. It's kind of seemingly. All the pieces are in place, and we'll say spoilers. Uh, Jin Sakai joins his uncle, and they're going to take back, uh, take back the castle. Uh, the Khan escapes just barely. Uh, there's the whole deal with the the poison that we talked about. Uh, I think last week was it? Yes. Jin basically uh, poisons the the Mongols. They learn how to use it, and most of Act Three is you coming across uh, Japanese civilians who have died by the poison. There are a lot of quests that invo uh, involve this poison. Jin's horse dies. Uh, he bears it on the side of the road. It's it's the lowest point for the character in the start of Act 3, and Act 3 is just kind of a dour push uh, to the inevitable. Uh, just kill the Khan and get this over with. Uh, Jin, of course, is now basically an enemy of the state. Uh, he's uh, The Shogun will be, will be after him. We learn uh, near the end of the game, after you do uh, launch your plan, you sneak in, uh, slip your uncle a note to say when you're attacking, you get the job done, I won't say much more about that. I enjoyed the final confrontation. I enjoyed the uh, the duel, as well as the kind of open-ended fight where you got to use all of your, your equipment and still fight that boss. I think that game could have benefited from uh, some more of that, some more boss characters like that that weren't just fought in a duel, personally. Um, that's just me. I think that would have been kind of neat. Uh, but the, the scale of the fights, the battles, the... The clashes in these forts and castles, uh, you know, grows as the game gets, goes on. You have your allies with you. You can see them fighting on the battlefield. All that is great. Uh, what what they've, as as a first try, as a new IP here, I'm excited to see where they go next. If they can trim some of the redundant open world aspects off of this game. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with those aspects. But in a world where Ubisoft is still going to pump those into every game, and who knows what Rockstar has planned next, let's let's dial that back. Let's let's get more narrative, more story-related stuff. Let's focus more on that than the map filler. And by God, uh, so after you finish the game, uh, you, you roll credits on it. I'll get back into into the spoilers at the end. But you can explore the whole uh, area. You get a new area, which is like Jin's like hideout, where he's got a bunch of little Easter eggs you can explore. 
you get a new color for your armor. And at this point, you can go finish liberating the island. It shows you what's left, what enemy strongholds you've left. I coincidentally actually left at least one or two enemy strongholds in each area. I was pretty thorough to do everything I came across, but I didn't go out of my way to canvas the whole island. So after I beat these enemy strongholds, uh, it, it actually flushes out the whole map and shows you every question mark, every fox den, shrine, uh, pillar of honor, bamboo strike that you haven't done yet. So there's no need to find a, a internet tutorial to, to do those as you go. At the end of the game, it, it's pretty much mop-up time. Uh, I was pleased to learn that there are two hidden tales of Tsushima in the game that are not marked on the map, and I came across both of them organically, and one of them I saved as the last thing I did to get my Platinum Trophy, and it was very bittersweet, and I'll explain that uh, shortly as well. So after you, uh, if you're looking for the Platinum Trophy, you gotta do a little bit of everything. You gotta be wearing your Traveler's Attire to find those artifacts, those, those uh, records, and stuff like that. Everything else is pretty easy to do. There are a couple hidden trophies that... <coughs> I did have to Google. One of them is like Honor Hidden Shrines. Honor honor the Forgotten or something like that. And there's these signs with a, a bowing man on them in different parts of the game. If you come across those, bow to those. Something will change in the environment. Uh, you need ten of those for one of the trophies. Got that done. Uh, there's a Sly Cooper cosplay trophy where you get, you get a, like an outfit that makes you look like Sly Cooper. Uh, evocative of... Uh, yeah, so the end of the game, uh, after you beat the con, you are kind of summoned by your uncle. You go to the, the nice area there with the trees by the lake where you used to train as a child. Uh, you and your uncle exchange words. You have lost your honor. You're no longer a samurai. Your estate will be, uh, someone else is going to come live in your estate. Basically, they're sending more samurai to the island to defend it. And, uh, everything is copacetic. Everything is great, aside from the fact that they asked your uncle to bring, uh, your head in uh so inevitably you have to duel your uncle you sit and and compose a haiku uh man it's cheesy but by god when you square off against your uncle it's it's very good tears in both of these men's eyes uh that inevitably they are uh they are fated to clash here uh when you win the duel uh you are presented with the option to either kill or spare your uncle uh i selected the spare option uh, and, and Jin had some, and some badass shit to say about that. Uh, basically your uncle's asking for a warrior's death, kill me. Uh, and prior to that, he had told Jin he has no honor. So Jin's like, well, I have no honor. I have no need to kill you and I don't kill my family. So, uh, peace. Uh, the uncle's like, hey, you'll be hunted to the end of your days. And Jin's like, well, ain't that some shit. And he walks the lonely road and credits roll. Uh, great. I, I hope, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, without him hearing this, that Reed is going to choose the kill option. Uh, having played a more honorable path and see what the differences is rather than me just YouTube it. It'd be cool to hear it from him that we both chose different things. Anyway, uh, that's kind of a neat thing that we, me and him have never really talked about is I have gone full ninjutsu Jin Sakai in that game whereas he has been wearing heavy armor and just cutting people in twain uh, the whole time. Uh, I had a super kick party on top of a tower. One of the achievements is just kill a guy with fall damage. Somehow I got to the end of the game without having done that. Uh, so I climbed a tower, threw some firecrackers. Everybody, one at a time, filed up the tower so I could boot them in the head and they could die upon impacting the ground. The bittersweet quest I mentioned uh, <laughs> earlier, basically uh, in Act 3, as I mentioned, uh, Jin is, is coming to... This poison he's used against the Mongols is now being used against his own people. Uh, it's a terrible way to die. You you appear to vomit out your insides. It doesn't look good. Uh, but apparently there is also an antidote <clears throat> that Jin is aware of. It's just it's just tough to 
to make in quantity, uh, or he's arriving too late. Uh, whatever the case, uh, you come across a man who's who's been poisoned. He's dying, and he says it's too late for me, but my family. Uh, go go rescue them. They're in the cabin. So you go there. They don't trust you enough to to let them let you in. Uh, so you run to the nearby camp, bring the antidote. When you come back, their house is on fire. Mongols have returned. When they found that these people had not died from the poison, they uh, they torched the place, shot the woman in the the stomach with an arrow. Jin Sakai uh, kneels down, basically like there's there's nothing this guy could do for this woman, and she dies. And that's how I got my my platinum trophy. That Jin Sakai at the end of his 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 journey here, still coming to to deal with the fact that he gave this enemy this weapon uh, that they wouldn't have without him, and that even had he not. Uh, the Mongols are just gonna Mongol, uh, and that's and that's the plight of one Jin Sakai. Uh, great game, uh, front to back. I don't know if they're they're planning to do any uh, updates for it, adding stuff like they do with a lot of these Sony games later, adding harder difficulties or different modes or or whatever. Uh, could you do DLC for this game? Yeah, sure. Uh, it would have to be. To really to the side and story driven and makes sense uh for a lot of the players that this is like in terms of platinum trophies like it's eight percent uh platinum trophy rate so a lot of people you know when it comes to one tenth of the people completing the game to the point of a platinum trophy that's huge uh and that's a lot of people at the end game with literally nothing to do uh so when you consider the sales of that game and you consider hey if one tenth of the people that bought the game will buy a 30 dollar dlc hmm figure it out and multiplayer dual mode would be crazy but the, there's no multiplayer in that game so i don't know how you would how the back end of that would work uh but being able to take your Jin sakai online and fight other Jins would be cool i don't know maybe great game loved it uh we'll talk to you next week about what uh what i've been playing i don't know if me and reed are going to meet up and do the show or it'll be me on my lonesome again and red dead redemption 2 will re, re uh Rebegin. That's what I was about to say. We'll begin again uh, in two weeks' time. But thank you, as always, for signing up at Tits Iceberg is where you can find us on Twitter. Lee at iceberg.com is uh, my email address. Leave a question, topic, something you want to hear us talk about anywhere you see this podcast posted. Thank you, as always, for signing up. And that's going to be the show.